Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics. I'm Leticia Latino, your host, and I'm very excited for my next guest. So after 20 years of successful digital marketing career, Milena Regos acknowledged a new way of living and decided it was time to try and reframe the American dream. She then committed to inspire more people to get out of the business and the hustle, to create a mindful relationship with technology, to focus on their well-being and find that perfect balance between doing meaningful work and living a complete life. And that's the short version on how she co-created the Unhustle movement. Hello, Milena, and welcome to Back to Basics. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, you know, when a friend in common that we had suggested, we spoke and I went into your webpage, I said, whoa, this is like perfect. <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> it's like when you find <laughs> the, the, the secret stash, I say, this is going to be good. So I, I already subscribed to all your, your emails and your mailing list and, and, and I already a fan. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. No. And I, I love what you're doing with your podcast, too. I was listening to one of your episodes today, and you were talking about how this is a really, really good time to reset and realign. So I know from uh, from everything you spoke on that podcast that we are so aligned in our thinking. So I'm excited for this conversation today. Absolutely. Absolutely. With the difference that I seem to be hustling a lot these days. <laughs> and, uh, well, look, we all hustle every, every, every little bit, every once in a while, you know? <laughs> yes. No, these days, especially, and, and the audience knows that uh, we are on the post coronavirus kind of time or schedules. And I have to say with the two, I have a five-year-old and a, and a nine-year-old, and uh, it's a challenge to keep the balance. That's for sure. Especially when you're all together in the house, everybody trying to get their day, you know, their achievements throughout the day. It's, it's difficult. I love what you, uh, what your five-year-old said um, when she went by the pool and she hit you and, she, and it was her best day ever. And I mean, that just puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. They, they definitely are not helpful in when you're trying to find balance like through the day, but then they have moments when they say stuff like that and that and that's your aha moment. Yeah. So, yep. but in any case, I know you have a very interesting story. I love what you're doing. So I always love to hear, you know, the, the background of how you became the person you are and uh, just to tap into your inner child, so to speak. And so tell us a little bit about who Milena is and who was as a child and where you're from and all that cool stuff. 
Well, I'll try to keep it short because I could easily get carried away with my life story. But I'm originally from Bulgaria. I grew up during communism and I had the best childhood ever. And a lot of people look at me uh, with a question mark in their <laughs> eyes when I say this, <laughs> because that's not something we expect to hear. But thanks to my parents, they introduced me to nature really early in my life. And they introduced me to skiing and windsurfing. We spent our summers at the Black Sea camping and just, you know, from a very simplistic way of living, I had a really, really great childhood. You know, we didn't grow up with things like chocolate or computers, but we were very connected uh, with nature, with our family, with um, my grandparents, with my great-grandmother. And so I had a very solid upbringing from a perspective of, of uh, being outside and um, just being a kid, you know, playing outside and uh, mountain biking and doing all this cool stuff. So and very then, physical, um, right? From the childhood that I, I saw your webpage and, and you seem very active. So that's something that you've carried since you were a little girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is this kind of stuff that keeps carrying me out in difficult times. It's it's spending time outside in nature and and um, and exercising and and you know moving my body. I, I mean, I was a ski racer, and so all that time outside in nature has helped me carry me through difficult times. And then I ended up going to American University in Bulgaria, which was I was in the first commencement of that school, and it was a great education propelled me forward to um, to having this solid, solid education. We were being groomed and educated to be the new leaders in Bulgaria. And so many of us, unfortunately, ended up in America, uh, but a few stayed back home. So I came here to, uh, grad to uh, seek a master's degree in international marketing, and this is how I ended up in San Diego. But I got drawn back to the mountains and to nature, and this is how I ended up in Lake Tahoe. So that's, uh, that's how I ended up in America. Basically, I, um, I was involved in marketing. I've been involved in marketing for 20-plus years, anything from working for an agency to working for a company and eventually starting my own digital marketing agency, and that's how I fell into the whole hustle. And that ended up really changing my life to a point where all I did was work. I mean, I definitely had a work addiction and I still do some days, but it's so much easier nowadays to catch myself into, into that when I get into that mode. And um, I ended up finding this beautiful place here in uh, Baja California, Sur, where I came for 10 days to, to just uh, get a break from work and uh, learn how to kite surf. And it was actually in that uh, moment floating in the ocean in a very, very mindful spiritual experience that I decided there is more to life than work. And I ended up reconnecting with my values that I had as a kid. And I'm actually, as we're recording this podcast, I'm I'm back looking at, uh, at the Sea of Cortez. I'm back on you, sir. We designed our life to where we can spend the winters here and then the summers in Lake. And that's kind of what I'm inspiring people to do with Unhustle is not necessarily do such a drastic shift, but uh, but connect with their values and connect with their purpose in life. And now is such a good time to reset and realign and really, really look at your overall experience and see where you can um, where you can connect more with the things that you're craving more and where you need to get more realigned and maybe where you need to simplify. Because at the end of the day, as we're seeing right now, 
you know, what does really matter? I, I totally agree. I think that's why you and I are very aligned in, in the mission. It's, uh, to me, it's all about connect with the values and uh, what, yeah, what makes you tick, like everything you've shared with us just now and how you got to that point where you say, I have to change something. It's really, you were ticking when you were kiteboarding and you were saying, wow, oh, this is what life's supposed to feel like, right? Yeah. I, I mean, think people can we forget. Find, can we, yeah, Exactly. I mean, can we find more joy in our life? Can we find on a daily basis? I'm not talking just take a vacation one every four years, you know, how about on an on a everyday basis? Can you, um, you know, I got drawn into meditation, into mindfulness, into into more spiritual practices. You know, I've I've done yoga for 20 years. I still have a fairly consistent yoga practice, but um, there is a lot to be said about finding a little bit of time to pause and reflect and um and look at look at what matters and maybe pay a little bit more attention to what your mind and body need right now as opposed to just being so solely focused on work and living like a one dimensional life we just need to expand our <laughs> our horizons a little bit and and live a more multifaceted life Yes, no, I couldn't agree more. And actually, now that we are in, you know, most of us have been in isolation for a while, I'm almost a little upset because I told my husband yesterday, uh, we were watching the news and they say that reading books has spiked, which is a good thing, right? You say, oh, more people are reading. That's great. And I'm in telecommunications and believe it or not, voice calls have also spiked, which is a good thing coming out of this this situation is people are picking up the phone more, 29% more actually than we were before this happened. So obviously the need for connection is there, but then we both kind of are working from home and we have demanding jobs. And to us, it's like, who has time to read? <laughs> like, I'm almost upset. Who has time to read? <laughs> well, you know, I find that reading, I try to read um, a little bit every day and, you know, it uh, doesn't take much. It take, you know, I take five minutes or 10 minutes, but um, I find it, I find it, I find it very calming. I find it a very inspirational and it's like you're having a conversation. You, you can also forget about everything else that's going on in the world by reading. So I'm not surprised to see that, actually. Uh, there's some great books out there for this time. So I think people are probably finding a little bit of peace and uh, a little bit of inspiration, maybe reading funny books. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what books people are reading right now. I was just uh, I was just talking to Tribe Global the other day, and they were doing a story on um, top books to read. And I sent them one by Carl Honoré, um, who I interviewed on my podcast a while back, but where he talks about slow and the slow movement so how to introduce more slowness in your life and it's such a great read so i'm actually not surprised to see the statistics i didn't know it was 29 percent but that's, well, no, 29 that, yeah no 29 percent the voice calls people on the phone but the books uh, I, I don't okay. know the percentage but i'm not surprised i think it's a great thing but actually my point is like who has time to read is because the ones like i i guess because i i have still two small kids that are doing the online learning plus both me and my husband are have to work from home and then you still have four people to cater to like they have to eat <laughs> they have to so I find myself busier than normal like 
actually in my normal day, I find time to read, but now I don't. And I'm upset because it's like, but I'm home all day. How can I not have time to read? And That's uh, it's so crazy. <laughs> and me and my husband is like, we're almost more tired, but it's, I don't know, it's just counterintuitive. And I, a lot of people I've spoken with during isolation say, yeah, I feel like I'm doing more in a way. I don't know. I guess... I'm also very conservative in, in in terms of I come from a family where my mom used to cook every day. So I try to do that for my family. And now that I'm home, I'm cooking like three times a day. Well, you know, normally the kids eat at school for lunch or something like that. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, I don't have kids. So this is a whole different story when you have children. You know, I only have a dog and um can see how this could be a challenge but you know again finding finding a little bit of time for yourself because you know you can't if your cup is empty you can't fill up another cup and so finding a little bit of time I think for for whatever it makes you happy maybe in the morning or in the evening whenever you can squeeze a little bit of time I think would would uh help keep you centered and balanced. Absolutely. Um, no, and I that's honestly, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast, because conversations like these are the ones that inspire me and keep me full in that sense, because I probably gonna, you know, we're gonna finish talking and then I'll go, oh, and I'll tell my husband, you know, I had this great conversation and I tell them him stories. And so that this is one of, of my ways to kind of keep that inside of part of me motivated. So tell us more about, you know, what are the challenges? What do you want to achieve? I read somewhere that you want to touch a million lives, if not more. Well, you know, goals are goals. And I, I, I like to to have some idea of a goal, but I also want to let go of that goal and and just be, be in it for the journey. And if I, if, you know what, if I can if I can help 10 people change their lives, I mean, how great would that be? So, <laughs> yes, I agree. Every, every little bit counts. Exactly. So, uh, and hustle is, um, you know, I'm calling it a lifestyle design movement and it's a, it's a way for us to awaken to the art of living and to, put more emphasis on on what really matters in life. Uh, but then that's not to say, you know, we shouldn't focus on, on making money. It's just that I have found out that um, when I work less, I actually can make more when I, <laughs> it's very counterintuitive, but that's, that's just how it works for me because we're, you know, we're in the brain economy. We use our brains for work. And realistically speaking, your brain can only sustain so many hours of, of really focused work. So by getting myself in the state of flow, I find that um, it's more productive for me to get a little bit more done each day. I agree. And how do you like tell people like that want to change their lives? Because I think you hit on a very important point here. I feel that many people kind of would agree with what you're saying, but to let go of that steadiness or the financial security or just abandon themselves to uncertainty, it, that's the barrier. Like what do you normally try to advise to people that, that want to make that change, that transformation, but they haven't found the courage? It all starts with the courage, doesn't it? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It is definitely shifting your perspective. It's not an easy thing to, to to do. And I'll be the first to admit it. Because going from a background of not having 
a lot of financial security in my life. I was very determined to have financial independence. And with that, I was very driven to achieve um, what the American dream is. I wanted I wanted to have that financial independence and I wanted to have that stability and, and the house and the life and, and all of the material possessions. And it wasn't until I completely felt like I was filling every single second of my life with a desire for something. You know, I was up at 1, 2 a.m. doing online shopping because my brain wouldn't uh, stop spinning out of control from all the work I had done throughout the day. And I started asking myself certain questions, you know, but it took me, it took 10 days for me to disconnect from technology to finally say, who am I as a person and what does really make me happy? And a lot of that had to do with, you know, again, going back to to your own values and what they are and being able to look at them and say, okay, if my, if my values are, uh, let's say, laying in wellness, how am I living my values every day? And so it wasn't an overnight change by any means. It, we, we took a lot of small steps along the way. It took us a couple of years and we started by, we started by um, simplifying. You know, we, we started looking around, you know, to be honest with you, I started with my wardrobe. Um, I started by decluttering my wardrobe because that's the easiest place to, to, to go. And it's the first thing you go to every morning. So after dec- I decluttered my wardrobe, I realized that this is a it's addictive and B I had so much more time and space and um, I would go to my wardrobe and I would say oh instead of going I have so many clothes and nothing to wear every day I would say oh wow here's exactly what I'm wearing moving on to the next thing and it opened up so much time in my day and that led to a um, going around to the entire house and really simplifying and minimizing and decluttering everything in the house which by then we were looking at how can we redesign our life to be more in touch with the things that made us happy. And for us, these things are spending more time in nature, living in places that we want to live. I mean, we went through brainstorming sessions, we went to exercises, we went through, you know, painful experiences of letting go of things that we bought with with the intention of using them, but they were just occupying space and time and, and energy and, and stressing us out more. Um, so it, there was a little bit of kind of a minimalism, minimalism in, introduced into an hustle. And then that opened up more time and space for the things that we actually wanted to enjoy and do. And I'm not I'm not somebody to live with like 25 things in my life. Um, I'd like to have toys so I can use toys and have fun. And um, I realized that by putting more Attention on my on what my mind and body needed made me happier, made me healthier, and maybe more productive throughout the day. So I could actually build a more impactful business with a hustle and connect more with my purpose. So um, it's just, it's definitely a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but that's I've I've been able to identify the framework, and I and I kind of have like a five step framework from my own experience and then from working with other people as well on how to go through this process so you can reconnect with your values, reconnect more with your deeper purpose and, and design a life that you're actually proud to live. And I'm going to say it's not easy, but staying present every day, being comfortable in the uncomfortable, being able to stay grounded and um, 
having a certain set of uh, practices each day definitely help you move in the right direction. And then from there, it's just taking baby steps. So interesting and so true. And I can recognize uh, a lot of what you're saying in our own struggle because me and my husband are kind of the same. We we always talk about how much how much does one need to really live the life you want to live, right? And I think sometimes many people are there already like, okay, you can live the life you, you say you want to live, but you're still working like crazy hours and trying to achieve more and more. So at some point, you really have to stop, as some people say, and stop and, and wonder what is it that, where, what is it that you want to get, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, there's, there are reasons for why we hustle so much, right? For one, we, we live in a um, society where we overconsume and we purchase, uh, we buy and we acquire things. Somewhat of a comparisons reason, somewhat of satisfying an instant happiness, which is a temporary happiness. And so we, and somewhat of, from an advertising and marketing perspective, uh, I know because I used to be in the industry, so I know all these brands and companies are getting super, super targeted with our messages. They're getting into your head. They are speaking your language. They're introducing fear. They're introducing incentives that you can't resist. So this is why I got out of that game, even though I was promoting, for the most part, health and wellness companies. I just didn't want to contribute anymore to the noise in our society and I wanted to be able to um, live a life that is more grounded into being happy with what I have. And when I when I took five years to live in an airstream on the beach, I realized how little we actually need to be happy. You know, uh, I'm still right now barefoot and um, <laughs> that allowed me to uh, to sync with my circadian rhythms and with nature. So so it took about three months to do it. And I'm by no way, shape or form some kind of a yoga girl who lives, you know, barefoot all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> I like my fancy shoes too every mm -hmm. once in a while. But um It, it just allows you to see how little you need. I mean, we, uh, we live uh, a very simple life down here. We, you know, we use some fresh food from the farmer's market and fresh seafood. We're connected with nature. We get our exercise. We have our friends that we we can hang out with. Not right now, but in in in, in the previous normal. And um, that just made me that put such a smile on my face. And having that connection, that real life connection, instead of uh, being constantly on uh, on our devices, was a huge shift for me because I used to change. I used to spend like sixteen hour days in front of a screen, and that in definitely distorts our reality. Yeah. But again, I'm completely aware of the fact that very few people are going to go through the change I've gone through. So to give people some ideas as to as to where to start, you know, with your family and with your with your existing lives without having to to do a drastic change is, uh, you know, probably sitting down and um, and taking a look at your values with your with your partner and with your family and and seeing um, where their themes of um, similarities and and how can you identify time and space to to focus on these things because a lot of people say i want to spend more time with family well then if you want to spend more time with family then um, going to the mall 
to spend more time with family? Is that really family time or is it going for a hike together where everybody leaves their phones behind so you can actually connect with each other? You know, just shifting little activities like that, that, uh, that makes sense instead of just taking a drastic change like what I did. Yeah, well, after coronavirus, I doubt that people are going to say spending time with my family. (laughs) (laughs) Don't spending time with the family. (laughs) I think that reset is going to be okay, okay, a break. (laughs) No, but I think... I need to go back to work. (laughs) Yes, honestly, I think that some people are going to appreciate their offices. Normally, we hate the office, right? Oh, the office. And now you're going to go, oh, my desk is so nice (laughs) and I have space. Uh, it's true you have to make time though to um, yeah what a great time to like realign and 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 maybe now is the time to to write down what are the things that you miss in life right right now what are the things that you are maybe taking for granted and uh, that can kind of keep you grounded in the months to come yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I always tell my husband and people I know one of the things that I don't like at all about what I do. And I like most of the things I do. I like my job, but the idea of that connectivity, like that people are writing to you via email and they es- expect, like the expectation has become so insane that they, if you don't respond an email within an hour or two, you, your WhatsApp start getting. <laughs> A lot of action, right? And your text, like people start writing on your phone saying, I sent you an email. And that urgency that we have allowed to happen to communication, and, and that's my industry, but it's true. That's that's a part of my job that I don't like. Like I like to go under the radar if I if I can for a few days and not have people chasing me around. And so there are certain practices and tips for that too. I mean, that's just our, a lot of it is, we we just is is to get together as a society. We need to push back on that because that's just that's just crazy. And uh, what that does is completely. This is why we're all hustling because we with all these distractions and emails, we can't actually get our work done. So, you know, we spent there was a video in the New York Times how how to optimize your life, and it's kind of a funny video. But you know, they the study is how we spend twenty hours a week on just distractions. Yeah, and all of this, and this is, and this is the one thing I realized actually when I started coming down to Mexico, how much I can actually get done in a little in little time because I had very limited internet. So when you have such a, when you when you actually have an external factor, like like think about it this way right now, if you only have in our current situation right now with coronavirus. With you being at home, with all the distractions at home, you know, with kids and everything. What if you only had four hours a day to get your work done? Can you get everything that you want to get done today in, let's say, just four hours a day? And then you're not allowed to work. I mean, let's say the Internet shuts down or or your your electricity shuts down and that's it. You have four hours in a day. Would you really be sitting and responding to emails or would you really have more important projects to get done? So, I mean, it's, it's a perspective shift again. Absolutely. And I think, and not to go back to the kids again, but I think that happens to a lot of working moms that they know, especially when they're really little, you know, and they're like breastfeeding or stuff like this, like I have half an hour on my computer before they start crying again. I have to get this done. That that definitely, I changed the way of doing things with that because you know that time, it's almost like a gift and then it's going to be taken away from you. 
And that's uh, and that's Parkinson's law, isn't it? That we we expand our activity to fit to fill the amount of time that we are given. So if you have a project, and let's say the project would take, you think it would take six hours, but then you end up you, you start working, and then you have a day working working on it, and then the next day comes up, and you're still working on it. Well, in reality, you could have probably get on that project done in like five hours, but you, we end up feeling it's like a, a bell curve, but the productivity spike is at the very, very beginning. And then it just continues to drag on and on and on. So giving yourself a deadline, like you said, with the mom, with the kids and saying, I have an hour to get this done, do the best you can and move on and not not try to be a perfectionist. I mean, there's just, uh, there's just certain things to be said about that. That's a great advice. Yeah, the perfectionist thing, I think you hit it on the nail. That's something I've had to give up because I'm a perfectionist, but I I realize it's better to ship than for it to be perfect. Like, okay, it's good enough for me, go. But, you know, it, it definitely takes takes a, a change in, your, in the way you do things and you struggle because I always say I feel sometimes that I cannot be a perfect boss and a perfect wife and a perfect, you know, you try to be perfect in everything you do, but there's so much that something's got to give. So I, I, I have found the place where I feel comfortable enough. Like, okay, my house is not as clean as it is, but it's clean enough. Okay, I can live with this. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> yeah, and the good enough. No, and so, but yeah, it's definitely a shift. So but I admire this movement and I want to know more. What are you telling people? How can people that listen to this and they're going to check your webpage because I'm going to put it on the show notes and they're going to see it's awesome. And they're going to sign for the email like I did and say, what else can you do to, what else can we do to help this movement grow and grow and, and raise awareness? Well, thank you so much for the support. And I'm uh, I'm looking to build a community and I'm looking to people to get involved with this and see how I can help them, see how I can serve people the best. I've done workshops in the past. I've done retreats. I've done corporate uh, workshops. Currently, I'm doing like a 30-day free program on Instagram, just giving away tips, like a, a minute to two-minute video to people to kind of do a huge reset at the moment because I, I feel like... Um, now is a really good time to get realigned. And I'm always seeking feedback from the community. So I have a page on our website. You ask, we answer. Um, so tell me how I can best serve you. I'm currently writing the Unhustle book to make it more available to people. So I'm hiding in my little Robinson Crusoe place here and, and writing. That's great. And, um, That's great. <laughs> I definitely want to read that. And, um, you know, I also do coaching with people who need a little bit like one-on-one -on -one support. I'm looking at starting like uh, an online membership program. So I'm open to just receive feedback from people. What would make the most sense? Because the last thing I want to do is add to your overwhelm and to your busy life. Because on Hustle is about less is more approach. So we have a Facebook group that people can hop on and uh, give us their feedback. And, and I'm just looking to see how I can uh, best serve our community. Great. And you have a podcast that people can listen to uh, that are also going to be on the show notes. Yes. Uh, the Unhustle podcast is uh, with other people and rebels and entrepreneurs or people who have transformed their lives. So if you're looking to uh, hear from other people, there's, um, I want to say about um, 
30 episodes on there with, with very different people from people who are completely changing their life and retiring and buying a van and going and, and traveling around the world to people who are top, top entrepreneurs who are uh, pivoting in their career to connect with their purpose and start a, a new business. There are writers on there who write about similar things, just a, a big variety of people. There are professional athletes that talk about how to deal with fear or how to introduce more self-care in their routine. So um, there's, there's a, a wide variety of people on there. Well, I definitely will check it out. And uh, I mean, I, you have shared with us so much wisdom and so many tips on how to try to unhustle. And I'm definitely taking notes. And I really appreciate, Milena, you uh, being a back to basics. And, you know, I leave you, I leave an open mic for any final thoughts that you want to share with the audience, anything in particular. I know what makes it tick. That's how I end up the, the, the podcast normally. If, you, if there's anything else that makes you tick besides what you share. Well, what makes me tick is seeing the light in people's eyes when we start talking about these things. And I know the first thing out of, they will, there's two, two questions out of their mouth that, that come right up. One is they all want to know if I'm hustling to get a hustle going. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. <laughs> and it's a valid question. Um, and as a previous workaholic, I would say I have my moments, but um, again, through my mindfulness practices, I've become more aware to to my thoughts and to my mind and to my actions, and I can I can reach for my mindfulness and my meditation practices, or or just doing a little bit of self care routine, whatever that whatever that is at that moment, to bring a little bit more balance back. And the second question is, of course, the question that we started with. Um, it, it yeah, and hustle is great, but uh, I'm not ready for it. I have a family. I I'll do it when I retire. I'll do it when I send the kids out to school. And this is exactly the perspective I'm trying to shift in people is that now you don't have to wait and you don't you can do it now. You know, life is I mean, it's gonna sound cliche, but life is too short. We are seeing it right now. Mm -hmm. And um you know, now now is the time to to reset, realign, and do what you love because, you know, we never know what what's gonna happen tomorrow. Just uh, staying present, one thing, one day at a time, and uh, staying healthy and safe right now. Wow. Well, that's definitely a great, great way to end. Great advice from you, Milena. I will follow you. You have a definitely an ally in Back to Basics because we are kind of trying to raise the same kind of awareness through different vehicles and different approaches but I feel that the need that need to connect with their with our values and and reconnecting to our through our essence and reconnecting through who we are it's really what this podcast is about so thank you so much for taking the time to sharing with us thank you so much for everything you're doing and and back to basics is such a it's exactly a, a great concept so thank you so much for for sharing the same philosophy with me and I look forward to connecting with you as well online. Likewise and stay healthy. Thank you, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And until the next time. <laughs>